This is the Healthy Mind. This is the Healthy Mind. This is the Healthy Minds podcast. Okay, so thank you very much. Um, I'm here today with Punch and Battle and Stephen, Stephen who are Samaritans <clears throat> um, from Huddersfield and Halifax branches. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charity, which is very, very close to my heart, and I think. You know, coming from working myself, Stuart Davis, I work at uh, Healthy Minds, um, and as a charity, we're obviously out there working with uh, the community across Calderdale. And if you're not sure who we are, you can find us on the website healthymindscalderdale.co.uk. Um, we're interested in helping people within the whole of Calderdale Valley to have better mental health. And sometimes that actually involves some of the work that we do, but sometimes we also signpost on to other uh, services. And one of those services that many, many people use is uh, Samaritans. I think they're, they're national, the telephone number. One of you, in fact, can tell me the telephone number? Uh, 116123. Excellent. We will <laughs> mention that several times throughout <laughs> this, uh, this show. Uh, Samaritans is a charity that was set up back in the 1950s, I recall. Yeah, it was, was. Yeah, 70 yeah. years this year. Okay. That's right, yeah. Yeah, 70 years, that's excellent. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to just, first of all, can I just literally ask Punch, uh, Punch, can you introduce yourself and just tell me a little bit who you are? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a, I've been a volunteer at Huddersfield Samaritans for 12 years now, um, and it's a. I mean, Samaritans is a is an interesting organisation. I've had. I probably had every worn every single hat in the branch during my time there. But uh, I at the moment I'm a listening volunteer, so I take calls over the phone, um, and yeah, help um, help our callers to try and get to a better place. Cool. And Stephen. Yeah, I'm Stephen. I work in the Halifax branch, and I've been there for about sixteen years. And very similar to Punch, I've done a whole variety of different roles within the branch. Um, starting off mainly in that my prime role as a listening volunteer, so listening to people who do call through to us, um, but also helping out in other areas, training, getting out there into the community and doing some outreach as well. Um, so there are a whole variety of different things that we that we do get involved with too. Okay. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if you can actually just if we can just start very very simply with. I think an awful lot of people have actually heard of Samaritans. Yeah. And I know that I had beforehand, but um, I'm not sure that everybody actually really knows what Samaritans is. So I'm wondering, can mm. we just talk a little bit about what Samaritans is? Yeah. So, yeah. simple question. Yeah. What is it? If you're talking to somebody straight off the bat, how would you describe Samaritans? If you're going through a difficult time, if you're not sure who you can speak to, if you're a bit nervous about what you're going through, you don't know how to approach it or you don't even know how to explain it, then it'd be good to call the Samaritans because we're there just to listen and to prompt you, to ask you questions that will help you to explore what you're going through. And um, it's done in a very supportive way. We'll not judge what you're saying. We'll not criticise anything. We will simply listen to you and help you to offload what you're going through and share your problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to think of uh, exactly as Stephen said. It's a, it's a safe space where people can we, we can call us 
Um, I like to think of it as folk talking to folk. You know, we're not professionals. We haven't. We have. We do go through training to become a Samaritan, but we we all come from lots of different backgrounds. Um, the you know the non-judgmental side is such an important thing. So many times when you talk to people, um, whether even it's your own friends or your own family, even with the best will in the world, everyone has a little bit of an agenda. Everyone has some thoughts or some relationship with you, uh, but we don't. Um, you know, we offer a confidential service. We're there to. Uh, we're not there to. You know, we're not there to judge you. We're not there to try and necessarily push you in one direction. We don't have um, any particular time scales for how long it takes for you to talk to us. We're just basically a big white blank piece of paper, a big open space for you to kind of discuss what you're doing, you know, what you're going through, what's happening in your life, and hopefully through that pro through that process alleviate some of the pressures that you're feeling inside. Yeah, yeah. So how how you said seventy years? It's been going seventy mm, years. Mm. What was the idea behind the original? Why was it set up? What what what's it there for? Well, it was set up originally. Um, back in London, and, and it was um, Chad Vara, who was a vicar at the time. He, and it was after the war, so it was in the early 50s, there still was the, um, the issues caused by the war, of, you know, loss of partners, loss of husbands, etc., all of that type of thing. And he noticed when he was doing a, uh, at the end of his church services, that he saw the women who had, who were still suffering from grief and through some of the problems that had happened uh, during the war, how they felt so much better just sharing those problems with the other people that they were talking to. And that's that's what gave him the idea that perhaps this is a much wider thing and that we could reach much more people just by encouraging people to speak to each other. And that's how it started. Off. Okay. So it's about talking. Yeah, talking and listening. Okay. Let's actually... Uh, open that up though and actually ask the question what is it not for what what isn't Samaritans I think the first thing just to mention on the back of what Stephen said um, even though we have the name Samaritans I and mean, we, were, we were started by by a vicar um, you know we're not we're not a denominational denominational I don't get that word right yeah. <laughs> we're not a, we're not like a, a an organization that's necessarily affiliated with a particular religion or no. a particular no. thing we're there for everybody yeah. um, it doesn't matter you know I think a lot of services out there, you know, there's lots and lots of help services, but quite often they'll have their own category of people that they're, you know, that they're there to deal with. Yeah. Uh, where not is, you know, age, gender, whatever. None of these things matter at all. Yeah. Uh, we're there for you to talk to. And once, and similar to that, once again, we've got no, um, there's no particular categories that we're there to just talk to people about specifically. If, if, it's, if it's something that's concerning you, then we're there to listen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if I'm, if we actually look at the typical kind of, I mean, one quick thing actually, just to actually mm. just quickly uh, hook back onto that. So you're not religious. No. You're not judgmental. No. You're not there to actually provide a solution. I'm guessing. No, that's right. Is that important? Is that it? Do you actually provide it? Uh, what what help do you actually provide? The help, I think, anyway, from speaking to people for many years, the help is simply by encouraging people to look at the problems that they're going through and help them to try and unravel it, really. I often think of it like, and I think 
you know, Samaritans will have heard this before in training sessions. It's a little bit like popping all your washing into the yep. washing machine, watching it all spin round. But when it yep. finishes, you don't pull it all out in one big lump. You take it out a bit at a time, perhaps fold it up, hang it up, do whatever. And that's exactly what we do. Your mind is spinning about all over the place. And what we help and what we hope we help people to do is look at, take those individual issues and deal with them one at a time and explore them and help them to talk about it. And by dealing with that and taking those layers away, those layers of issues, it helps people see things much more clearly and they can then see their own solutions. And we're not uh, qualified to provide solutions anyway. We're a whole bunch of different people from different backgrounds. Um, but what we can do and what we all do at the same time and in the same way is encourage people to offload and share and explore what they're going through. Yeah, and absolutely. And building on that point as well, I remember in training, one of the things that we were we were told was like, actually, and it, it, this is a bit of a thing that you can think yourself, well, actually being presented with a solution um, is all well and good. But if that solution, it may not work for you or it's if it's not your idea, then it's not it's never going to be as effective as you actually having that, you know, solution, that eureka moment coming to yourself. And exactly like Stephen's saying, by having that space, by having that time to kind of explore things, um, you're able to kind of work these things out yourself. Mm. Um, I mean, we do, at the same time, we do understand that there are organisations that can provide specific support yeah. for people. So on occasion, and not all the time, but from time to time, we may signpost people to other organisations, a bit like you said, Healthy Minds might signpost somebody to Samaritans. But the main core of the work that we do is there to support people and let them offload their offload their worries and give them that space. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> excellent. That's that. That sounds right. You mentioned there about people in crisis, people who, um, and talking about their problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I guess an awful lot of people are going to be working on the assumption that um, my situation isn't bad enough to ring Samaritans. Mm. I'm not at that. I'm not the person to ring Samaritans. I I am not suicidal. I that that's not where mm, I am. Mm, yeah. There must be other help I can get. I just yeah. want to talk to someone. Yeah. Is, is that per, how how would you address that person? We'd encourage anyone that has got even the slightest issue that they need they feel that they need to discuss or share with someone, then call us. It's far better if you call us when you're just starting to feel that little bit perhaps upset, distressed, whatever before it even develops into something as serious as suicide. So we're there to nip, help you nip it in the bud if we possibly can, and to help you to share that before the burden becomes too big. So we would encourage anybody, at whatever stage you're going through, uh, whatever it is that you're going through, and whatever stage that is, to call us and just talk about it and just share it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just a bit of a stat attack here at this point. I think uh, maybe one in, I've read somewhere that one in five of our callers are actually feeling suicidal. So, um, you know, the vast majority of the callers aren't feeling like that. And exactly like Stephen said, the sooner you call us, the, the better it is because the more that these problems are just ruminating in your head, you're just going round and round, then it's just going to get worse and worse. And it's like it's almost like a pressure cooker, you know, there's no, there's no kind of valve there to release everything. Um, just kind of speaking a little bit uh, about my own personal experience, when I Joint Samaritans, my thought was that we're going to be running around in ambulances, jump going to bridges to stop people from jumping <laughs> off it. It's just, yeah. It couldn't be further from the truth. I think that's, I think we're kind of long past that yeah. idea. No, there was, there was a phrase I think I once heard in, in training, which is that we are not a blue light service. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Uh, Samaritans themselves are not there 
Although in the old days, that's exactly what they yeah, used to yeah, do. Yeah, they yeah, used yeah, to actually, yeah. you'd ring up and then they would maybe come around to actually yeah, talk to us, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that's not what it is yeah. no, today. No. That's not how it's formed. And that actually brings us on to quite an important issue. If I ring you, am I known? Do you know who I am? Do you know who's calling you? No. No. Nope, Everything's confidential and and anonymous as well. I mean, you might tell us your name, but we only ever take a first name anyway. So you might say, yeah, I'm Stuart, and et cetera, et cetera. That's fine, and we'll call you Stuart throughout the call. But we don't keep a note of that, and we don't then, you know, pass it around anywhere else. You mm -hmm. know? It is between me, if I'm listening to you, and yourself. So when I ring up, there's no, the number's not coming up, no. telling you... Yeah. I'm Stuart no. in Milton Keynes, no. um, and I'm at this location. You've not—it's not like the police where you've got no, big no, no. screens up. We never see like CCTV. I've got to say, I've worked in quite a few call centres in the past, and when you get a call coming in, you probably know pretty much the whole life history by the time they've even, yeah. you know, said hello. But no, we—I mean, just to, to kind of go into a bit of the nitty gritty of it, we actually use proper old school phones. So it's just mm. not a rotary phone. You still press the buttons. But <laughs> it's literally like an old school BT phone. There's yeah. no, there's no display panel. There's no nothing. You yeah. just pick it up, and it's Hello Samaritans, and then yeah. that's it. And yeah, like Seema yeah. said, if you want to give your first name, that's fine. But that's, you know, that won't be, you know, that won't go anywhere. That's just yeah. between yourselves and us. Okay, cool. That, I mean, that's that's. I mean, I think for an awful lot of people, that's actually quite interesting to actually know and reassuring yeah. to know yeah. that um, a they can't be identified because. Mm. If you are in that moment, the chances are you are very, very self-conscious about mm. the situation you're in. But there's a flip side to that, is there not? Where, and I think this is something that's important that some people who are suicidal mm. need to be aware of, yeah. is that neither of you two are going to be able to actually parachute in that's right. or tell the police where yeah. to go <clears throat> to actually help someone yeah. out. There's... That own that still stays with the caller. That is their responsibility. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. 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 I think I will mention a little bit about safeguarding, our favourite buzzword. Our favorite word. Yeah. So we do recognise that, you know, the vast majority of callers and the vast, vast, vast majority of the callers, um, basically they'll call us, we'll have the conversation, whether it's phone, online chat or email, whatever it is, and then the conversation will end and that's it. Uh, but we do recognise that there is a small percentage of our callers who may be more vulnerable, either because they're children or because they're um, adults at risk. Um, and with those callers, we may encourage them to try and get outside help, um, or we may um, we may try and pass their details onto a safeguarding team. But once again, the call, however it comes through to us, is completely anonymized. So we would only ever pass on that information if they volunteer the information. Yeah, yeah exactly. uh, It's not a case that we can then you know, it's not a case that the call can be traced and suddenly the, the police mm. are turning for your door the next no, day or anything no, like that. No. Uh, we do have safeguarding policies because we do recognise that there are some people who may need some extra help. But once again, it would be, be a conversation that the Samaritan and the caller would have and it only then be, it, I mean, it's still the caller's choice whether or not they want to disclose any information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there, I was going to say, is there anything in particular that you want to add to that? No, and I think that's one of the things that reassures a lot of our callers is that they know... And especially because we will stress that some that things are confidential and we can only act if we have their permission and if we have their details. And we will only get those details if that person gives them to us. So we, And we will never push for it. Good. Okay. 
So, I mean, that actually brings me on to probably quite an important question for some people, particularly those who have never, ever used the service. Mm -hmm. What's it like calling? What, what, what if I'm mm. in that moment where, let's be honest, the walls are closing in, it's three o'clock in the morning, yeah, yeah, and I reach for that number, what am I going to expect? What's it going to be like? You'll be greeted by a very soft and quite gentle voice. That's what we aim for anyway. It won't be like a sales call. It won't be, hi there, it's the Samaritans here. It'll be, Samaritans, can I help you? Very gentle and bring us down to the same level as you're feeling. That then won't be a shock to you. Hopefully you'll feel a little bit of a connection with that voice and you'll be able to start speaking. But if not, because some people find it very difficult at the beginning to start speaking, you might be quiet for a little while. The Samaritan will be quiet for a little while. And then they might ask you a question. How are you feeling at the moment? Can you tell me what you're going through? They won't ask many questions. They'll ask you one question and see if you respond. And then gradually the conversation will start to build up. And the Samaritan who's been trained to ask different questions and react to the tone of your voice as well, will ask very, very gentle questions and encourage you to start speaking, but will never push you to speak. It will be very, very gently done. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good point that because one of our one of our ethos really is that it's the caller's call. So you are in charge of where, what that call is, what direction it takes, um, and you know however long or however short you want that call to be, that is your choice. Um, I think we, you know, we really understand that it, it can be really, really difficult, especially when you've got, you know, a lot of callers. Let's be honest, a lot of callers who are calling us are in the depths of despair, um, and when you've got so many things running around in your head, and when it's, you know, when things are really um, unclear, what, you know, what's happening, then just saying the first words is such is such a is such a tremendous achievement, really. Um, I actually work for a charity, and uh, but not not Samaritans, so a different what charity. Um, and it's interesting because I compare the two. And as soon as you call this charity, the first thing we do is we take, you know, before we even get into the problem, it's your name, your date of birth, your national insurance number, your address, all the things they expect to pretty much every service nowadays, whether it's a charity, whether it's a statutory service, whether it's the NHS, you know, you've, you before you can even begin, you, you, you're suddenly giving you everything away. But mm. no, like Stephen said, it's such a massive wide open space for you to, for you to kind of feel comfortable, feel safe and mm. Then, yeah. for us, then for us to, together to explore what you're going through. You said something quite important there, I think, um, about the time. Mm. The time for that uh, call to, un to unfold mm. and it being driven by the callers. Yeah. Um, sort of like comfort and need to explain in ways that they, they feel appropriate. Because I know, I mean, I work for um, Safe Space and because of limitations all our calls are limited to half an hour yeah and you know that's you know that that that's a constraint that there's no way that we can actually escape from yeah. because yeah. limited number of people but you're saying that from a samaritan's point of view mm. yeah within reason the call isn't isn't time boxed it's, yeah. it's as, it is it exactly. is as long yeah. as it needs to be exactly yeah yeah exactly so if we exactly that's it if the call if the if it's of benefit to the caller, then you know, 
that we don't put a timer on it. I mean, obviously, can't be there for three days <laughs> or anything like that. But you know, it's, if if it's beneficial to the caller and we and, and the and the caller's getting something out of it, then you know we're there. And I think you know that I think that really does make us very unique. Um, that and the fact we're twenty four seven as well, yeah. obviously, which we'll, yeah. we'll throw in a few times. But <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, but that is another important fact is that you are twenty four seven, and mm. I think yeah. um, you know most other services are not. No. Yeah. Um, and I think that in itself, because let's put it this way, if you are having that dark moment of the soul, mm -hmm. the chances are it's not at 12, uh, 12 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. No, exactly. Although it can happen then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all likelihood, though, you're talking the small hours of the night. Yeah, and yeah. Samaritans will still be there? We will be there, yeah. Every day of the year, it doesn't matter if it's Christmas Day or Easter Sunday mm -hmm. or one of your birthdays, it doesn't matter. We will be there every day of the year and 24 hours of the day. And just in case anybody's just joined us and the telephone number is? 116-123. Free <laughs> <laughs> phone from all mobiles, etc. Yeah. I think. Anyway. Yeah. I was also going to say, is there other ways that they can contact you? Uh, you can email us at joe at samaritans.org and you can web chat us by going to samaritans.org and then clicking on the web chat icon, which is somewhere on the website. Yeah. I think you click on contact as well. Yeah, yeah it. it does, yeah. Okay, so it's not just phone service, no. yeah. but because we do know that young, uh, uh, particularly lots of young people mm. are more comfortable using a text-based yeah. exactly, form yeah. of uh, yeah. conversation. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think it's really important. I think, I think when text and email first came in, it was a long time ago, there was a bit of, um, people were saying, well, Samaritan's all about the telephone call and maybe there was a little bit of resistance this was a very long time ago, by the way, kind of moving to the written word. But, you know, we're here for the caller. And it's like I said, in terms of, you know, like we said, it's up to the caller to dictate the call. Uh, it's also up to them to choose a method of contact. Yeah, yeah. If they feel most comfortable on email or online chat, then we're not going to try and pressure them to calling us. No. Uh, it's whatever they feel most comfortable with. And as you, as you alluded to, for a lot of young people, uh, that certainly yeah. is the case. Yeah. But, I mean, that's actually another interesting fact that I, I, I just... I, to help people understand, do you take calls from young people? We do, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, take age isn't, is irrelevant, really. It is someone who's going through distress. And whatever age that is, we'll be there for you. Okay. Do you take calls from gay people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't judge on anybody's gender or, you know, we don't even ask if they're, you know, they're gay or, or what the religion is or, or anything or what the age is or anything. That's information that, we take if the caller gives it to us and only if the caller gives it to us. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, earlier on about suicide. <laughs> now, you said about how Samaritans is not only there for suicidal people. Mm -hmm. But I do think it, it's fair to say that suicide is a very, very big part of mm. what the service is there um, for. Yeah. Um, and I think we... It, I'm just curious as to... Where, what... How... Do, what would you advise? What, what, what position would you put? What, what, what do you want somebody to know if they are starting to feel suicidal? Hmm. What the, what, what's that message you want to get? Yeah, us? I think, I mean, it's, it's similar to what we've already been saying, but mm. uh, I mean, the whole point about the fact that we're 
you know, we're confidential, we are non-judgmental. Uh, but what we find with, you know, if callers are feeling, um, I mean, suicide is such a big taboo. And it, well, it's getting less and less, thank goodness. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think it was, it only got decriminalised in 1963. I'm going to yeah. pick a number out of the air there. Um, and before that, not, you know. We're not going to fact check. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> the Google doesn't exist. Um, so, you know, before that, um, you know, nobody ever talked about suicide apart from the Samaritans. And we've we've slowly, what we find, well, in fact, what's been found over a long period of time is the more you talk about it, the more it becomes open, the more it becomes, the more it becomes in the public domain, then actually the more people are, are willing to talk about it and the, mm. more, the more they're able to, you know, alleviate the feelings that they have by opening up and by talking about it. Um, and because I think for a lot of other people, a lot of people as well, the idea of suicide, talking about it with your friends and family, it's going to, it's going to scare them, understandably, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it, it, to you, it may actually feel, if you've had those feelings for a long time or you've had those feelings for a while, it might not actually feel quite as as scary as it does to the person you're talking to. So that's why you need someone who's there to understand you, but then also not to just kind of react in, 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 in a way that makes you feel like, oh, we can't open about this or we can't kind of mm -hmm. go down this path. Um, and yeah, the whole point is once you start talking about anything really, it then becomes, it then, you know, it shines a light on that. It then becomes a much more understandable idea in your own head it's smaller when it's on the table in front of you yeah. than it is inside yeah. your head at yeah. three o'clock in the morning yeah exactly yeah. okay and um, is talking about suicide dangerous no absolutely not yeah. i think there are a lot of studies that show um i can't name any off the top of my head because <laughs> although we do, we do actually, it, it does no. it does come up in Samaritan's training actually um so it is quite a regular thing but yeah this idea of I guess it's about talking about anything really, and I think as a as quite a progressive society that we are, we you know we are becoming more and more open about all sorts of issues. And no, I think there, there is no evidence that kind of. I think I guess the idea, I guess the point is, people have said that. Oh, have you put the idea of suicide in somebody's head? Um, we explore what a caller. We explore the caller's reality and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So we will the caller once again. They did take the they did take the call, and by but by offering that big open space. They hopefully feel comfortable enough to kind of talk about what their, you know, what their dark, deepest, darkest fears are. And if that's yeah. something that they mention, then that's something that we're going to allow them to, you know, yeah. might do a bit of prodding and things, but we're yeah. going to allow them to discuss it in, in full detail. Yeah. And we won't shy away from it either. So we're like, oh, God, oh, so is that? No, 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 we don't talk about that. No, but we do. And we talk about it in a very frank and ordinary and open way as well. So although we won't ask, we won't come out straight away and say, are you suicidal? We'll develop a conversation. We'll find out what you're going through. We'll find out what your levels of distress are. And we may well at that point say, do you feel suicidal? Have you ever felt suicidal? What are your feelings like now? And help you to explore those as well and bring those, those uh, feelings out. But yeah, it's something that we will speak about just very, as if it's a very ordinary part of the conversation. But we do know how serious it is. Yeah, and actually, sorry, just uh, actually, just actually on Stephen's point as well, it's worth mentioning that having suicidal feelings is a spectrum. So some people mm. may just be at the very, you know, may have these occasional pangs, or maybe at the very, um, you know, may have these feelings very uh, infrequently. Whereas other people are, are really are very much kind of almost there or on, yeah. on the edge of it, really. Yeah. So it's, it's the same with anything. It's there's no black and white in this, really. We have to kind of. That's why we have to take each caller as an individual and understand what where they are at before we can, you know, before we talk to them. That's the whole point of it, really, to allow them to speak. Has, has your experience also 
suggested that there are there's a subtle difference between some people who feel suicidal mm. and some people who intend yeah. to act on it. There's yeah. a, there is a difference between oh, yeah. that. And I, I sometimes feel that those who feel suicidal don't often get the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Because everybody's running away going, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking yeah. safeguarding here. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the key key features for me of where Samaritans really comes into play yeah, yeah. Mm. through that layer of anonymity mm. through that acceptance yeah yeah you guys are there for the person to talk about the way they feel yeah in an environment that is safe that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, exactly, 100%, yeah. yeah exactly I mean this is it this is I mean this is like the the crux of the matter <coughs> isn't it by um like like we said all along is the Samaritans were not there in the minibus we're not there to rush out and try and rescue you uh, we're there to, and I think this is actually something that comes in training. We're not rescuers; we're empowerers. So, uh, the idea behind that is like, you can talk about it. it. Doesn't matter how way you know how strong or how mild those feelings are. Just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just see how you feel, um, and then you can go away from that call. I'm yeah. also wondering, so I, um, if somebody came to you and was talking about, they suspect that a friend of theirs mm. is feeling suicidal. Yeah, yeah, or that a friend of theirs is going through a crisis. Yeah, yeah. What would your advice be to that person? Not not the person in crisis, but mm, the person mm, mm. who, the friend of yeah. whoever. What yeah. would you say to them? There's a couple of ways, I think, that we, we deal with that particular caller. We've got to understand that the person that we're speaking to is the person that's called us, the Samaritans. So we'd be interested in that person we'd want to find out how they felt as well because they may be affected by their friend's distress and then we would probably suggest that we could we call the friend for them that's another possibility that we can do Um, and as long as we can give the friend's name the, the person that's called us their name we'd happily call the person that was that they felt was feeling suicidal or very distressed and perhaps be able to offer them the full service as well. Yeah, and I think as well, actually, when he talks about speaking to the friend, I think just the fact that friend is there for that person who's feeling mm. suicidal, in a sense, they're actually they themselves are being a Samaritan. You know, yeah. quite often we find that they're actually listening to the friend and they're taking on board quite a lot of the um, quite a lot of the um, the emotional baggage that comes with that friendship. So, yeah, I think like you said, the first thing mm. is to make sure that they're okay themselves and give them an opportunity to kind of express how they're feeling and then and then maybe and then look at the how they can help their friend yeah i probably said friend too many times there but is there also an importance there of allaying somebody's fear that if i for example was the friend of somebody yeah and that if they if that person starts talking to me i don't need to run for the hills i don't the best thing that I can actually do is listen. Yeah. And mm. I think, you know, so like that's one of the key things that the value of listening yeah. really comes out within yeah. the whole Samaritan's process. Mm. And sometimes that can just be the glue that holds things yeah. together yeah. 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 whilst the rest of life goes on. Yeah. And I know that I've given that advice to people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't sort of like pull the shutters oh, down that's right yeah if you yeah. feel that you can yeah, yeah. be there yeah 
exactly. let them know that you will be there exactly whilst yeah. they then go and get the other yeah. help that yeah. they need yeah is that do you think that's best? i think so and the fact that you're just there and you're listening and you're just allowing them to talk mm. and letting them say whatever they feel allowing them just to offload and just takes away some of that pain and that uh, yeah. that hurt that they're going through i think yeah, in, in in that exact scenario, I've actually I've told I've told callers actually, if we you know if they, if we were to call if if they were to call Samaritans, actually what we're doing is exactly what you're doing anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's kind of, it, as sometimes in that situation you feel like you, you feel so helpless, like oh my gosh, goodness, my friend is you know is going through so much. Is it you know we need a you know we need a lot more intervention, but actually just keeping them there and giving that little bit of hope mm. could be enough to until yeah. until they get to a point where. Yeah. They're able to kind of feel like they can get help or they, they can get, sure. feel a bit better. I think that's, that's really interesting, really useful advice, I think, for friends of people yeah. to actually know that they are, they may feel helpless, but then they've actually got yeah. more power and agency than yeah. they actually yeah. believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. They don't have to solve the problem for yeah. people. Yeah. And I think no. that's probably the biggest yeah. take home that we yeah. can actually That's the thing, us. yeah, yeah. Which kind of brings me on to a, 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 a slightly more interesting question. So, like, who are Samaritans? And I mean that in the in the, in the people sense, because <laughs> you say you're a voluntary organisation. Yeah. All voluntary. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Uh, another stat attack, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I got my little piece of paper here. So we got about twenty three thousand volunteers, mm. of which twenty thousand are listening volunteers. And we've got less than, I think it's about 300 paid staff. So yeah. Yeah. like our staff to volunteer ratio is insane. So if you ever want to donate to a charity, definitely Samaritans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the money is going to the right cause. Yeah. Uh, it's going to the right people. Uh, but yeah, we you know we say we're a volunteer-led organisation and mm. we mean it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So give me the basic structure of, because, you know, you're, you're Huddersfield, yeah. you're Halifax yeah. branch. Yeah. What's a branch? Yeah. So I think, if you don't, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, so I mean, Samaritans were a bit, were structured in a bit of a strange way, really. And um, I don't know if you're, if you're a modern organisation, this may not be the way that we've done. But uh, I think there's about, is it 202 branches across the yes, country? Is, yeah, I'm going to yeah. say that number. Yeah. Great. Something that stuck in my head. Uh, and each branch is an individual or is an individual charity. Mm. Uh, we answer the calls nationally. So the 116123 number, once again, uh, comes through to, the, it's distributed evenly amongst mm. the branches, yeah. as, are the, as are the emails and the online chat. Uh, but each branch does its own. Uh, they've got their own um, trust uh, board of trustees. Uh, they run their own. Um, they've got their own directors, so they run their own. They run the branch. They run the fundraising. Mm. Uh, they do their own outreach projects. Yeah. Uh, outreach is really big because it allows us to get out in the community and maybe go to communities that are less um, have maybe uh, naturally or historically have less contact with the Samaritans. Yeah. I'm thinking in particular things like the rural community and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, it, it means that we can do we can do specific things in projects, work with schools, work with universities, that kind of thing, um, and and yeah, and then we can also obviously tailor our recruitment and our uh, our volunteer drive uh, in the in the local spaces as well. That's right, yeah. And Stephen, I believe, shall I mention at this point that you are uh, <laughs> yeah, you one of the head honchos at Halifax? <laughs> so you you I'm very new, all, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very all for free as well. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've got a, a really good structure within the branches. So we'll have a director who pulls things together, uh, who will have a team around him, working very closely around him. And then the volunteers themselves, although they're primarily there, as as I am I as director, I'm primarily there to to listen to callers. And I 
I'd go on and do my shift and and uh, and take calls. But we do a whole variety of other things as well because we need training. So we've got people in the branch that will do training and outreach, as, as Punch said. We'll go out there, we'll meet people, we'll collect if we possibly can as well because we're always desperate for a little bit of money. But um, we would do a whole variety of different things and come from a whole walk of lives, you know, all, all different walks of life. So I'm a chef in my real life and we've got teachers, we've got doctors, we've got people who don't work, we've got retired people. Um, you know, we've got a right old mixture, which is great. And it feels very, very much like a family within the branch as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really important because we hear some quite distressing situations and we want to be there and we want to be strong to be able to support the callers that do come through. So we have our little, you know, support network within our branch as well. So we look after each other too. Um, we all have plenty of opportunities to chat and have a cup of tea together and what have you. So, But I guess it's important to say that those chats are, are, are limited. So, for example, you, yeah. will only ever, you will only detail debrief to yeah. your your buddy on, on, on you know, sort of yeah. on that, that shift. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's literally only about, this is how it made me feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. not about the actual detail. No, we don't go into any detail of any calls or anything like that. When we are chatting amongst ourselves, it's more about ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and building the bond between us all as, as a team of people. And who within the branch has eaten too many biscuits. And who's had too many Kit Kats, exactly. Yeah. 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 Which, which is usually me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think this is the thing about um, we are all pretty, even though we come from such a diverse background, um, which I think makes the Samaritans also a very special organisation because, like I said, we're not, when you're calling us, um, it doesn't matter who you're calling. It's just that person is there for you. Um, uh, but yeah, I think one of the really big things for me about Samaritans is the fact that there's such a diverse background. It gives us such a great social circle as well. So, mm. you know, there's the people that we talk to, you kind of, you learn so much and it kind of enriches you as a person as well. So yeah, it's not something to be... It was going to be my next question, actually. Mm. Why? Why do you do it? Why, without <laughs> revealing it to anything that you, yeah. don't, you obviously don't wish to, mm. why would you put yourself through this where you are actually taking on calls from people who are at their worst, mm. their worst moments? Why would you do it? Right at the very beginning, when I first started, I remember I'd changed job. I'd done a variety of different jobs, but I'd become quite settled. I was in a job I was really enjoying. You know, I was living in a place that I really liked. My personal life was going really nice and comfortably, and I was very happy. But I just knew that there were people who needed a little bit of extra support. And I had heard about Samaritans. I didn't know anybody that was a Samaritan, but I'd heard about them. So I phoned up, asked about it. And to be honest with you, I am a little bit nosy. And it's quite nice, you know, because it help, having that nosiness helps me to find out more about what the call is going on, going through, um, and helps me to ask the questions. You know. So it's a whole variety of different reasons. And and I've been doing it now, I mean, 16 years in, in Halifax and 10 years in central London before I came up here. Um, and I still look forward to going into the branch and seeing the colleagues that I'm working with. And sometimes I get butterflies still when I'm still going to pick up that very first call because you never know what it's going to be, how you know how serious the call will be or whether it's somebody you may have spoken to before perhaps or a similar situation. 
Um, that little edgy butterfly feeling also encourages me to come along and find out what's going on. Plus, they're like my family as well. So it's, it's nice yeah. being in yeah. the branch and it being is. with yeah. people. And they're lovely. They're a yeah. lovely bunch of people. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which they should be too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, and I think a really big thing about Samaritans is we obviously we talked about suicide, we talked about people in distress and despair, but everyone in their lives has had ups and downs and Samaritans is a real kind of way that people can give back. And for me personally, I think one of the things about it is, is without sounding too cheesy or too corny, it's quite pure in the sense that it, it's just you and another person on the phone mm-hmm. and you know at the end of that call whether or not they feel a bit better. And that's not for you to then go away and, you know, put it in the newspaper or shout about it or whatever. Yeah, you'll discuss it with your shift partner and you'll discuss it with your leader. Uh, and that's kind of as far as it goes. But there's that, that feeling of, um, you know, you've actually, you made a difference. Occasionally, you don't always make such a great difference. But, no. you know, that thing that you yourself, you yourself know it. And that's that's something that you can take away. Yeah. Um, and it without sounding kind of selfish, but it does help as well. It gives you a bit of perspective about your own life, I think. Um, I think a lot of us, you know, we come from, uh, I know you're a chef, so you've definitely come from a high pressure jobs and situations <laughs> and things and you as well, Stuart. So, um, you know, life can life can easily get on top of you. And then sometimes when you do hear calls, you just think it gives you a pause for thought, I think, from time to time mm. and it gives a bit more perspective. Yeah, life. yeah, I think so. So it's, it's that curiosity about others and that curiosity yeah. about what life is yes. and yeah. Yeah. that willingness to actually engage in a conversation and make contact with people mm. so that mm. they're actually being seen. And in that, you yourself are actually mm. taking part in that. And so yeah. you feel, I mean, is he, I mean, I, Punch, I know you, you know same. Right. <laughs> Can we edit that bit out? <laughs> the point being is no, no. that sort of like there is this this myth, I think, about Samaritans. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Not yeah. only are you, are you damn nice people, <laughs> you've, you've got this you, this halo at the back yeah, of the yeah, cupboard yeah. somewhere. Yeah. It's, been it's not true, is it? It's, no. it's not true at all. Samaritans no. are just humans. They're just yeah, yeah. we're just ordinary folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That come along and for whatever reason we get along together and we just want to be there. Yeah. And I think I'm going to sound like a grumpy old man now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we all, well, okay, well, just, I'll <laughs> add to it then. So we're all, I mean, everyone knows about it now, but human society is moving slightly away from all that human contact, you know. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. is uh, online, everything is electronic, everything is, however it is. And, you know, for better or for worse, you know, it makes things, maybe it's more efficient, maybe life is a bit faster. But there is something really to be said about human contact, and that is one of our, one of our wonderful values is that actually just somebody stopping and taking a little bit of time to listen to you um, and understand you and try and, yeah, and try and see, you know, what it is that you want and what it is mm-hmm. that you're going through. Mm-hmm. It makes such a massive difference. And um, yes, I, you know, you used to hear people say, well, all you do is listen. And it's just going, no, yeah, that's all yeah. we do. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that, yes. That's fine by me. We, we've moved massively from a world where we, we, naturally treat everybody as an individual Mm, mm. that can be taken apart and put back together again within their own context and you can fix them that Mm, just doesn't work it is primarily virtually every field of psychology now whatever is moving in a direction Mm. of the relational aspect is 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 being laid on more and more and more yeah we are 
part of a collective, whether or not we mm. like it or not. No mm. man is an island and all of that. Yeah. And so I think that the work that you guys do and anybody who sort of like is willing to sit there with people in moments of crisis is actually very, very profoundly human. That's mm. important. And it's it, it, its importance is for the simple reason mm. that mm. there's so little of it yeah. within yeah. Yeah. society at this moment. Yeah, and that's not to decry society. Society is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you guys aren't doing anything miraculous. No, but you're doing something very, very human. Yeah, yeah. And that in itself is actually to be applauded. Yeah, yeah. And so I hope you guys actually do give yourselves the occasional pat on the back and actually <laughs> realize the importance of what you do. Yeah. Uh, well, I get paid in chocolate biscuits, personally. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, <laughs> <case for me. laughs> no, no, I think you're right. And, and actually, it's funny. I think, obviously, we've both done it for a long time. Sometimes you do actually lose that mm. a little bit, don't you? Yeah. You yeah. kind of, not that you become blasé about it or anything like that, but you just kind of, it becomes a bit more normal. But actually, for the person on the other end of the phone, it might have where it might very well have been a very profound experience. So yeah, yeah. we have. So it's good to kind of, and I think it's also good to have new Samaritans come in, actually, because that, that is yeah, a real because you get a, a different viewpoint then don't you completely yeah. yeah and it refreshes you as an older volunteer mm -hmm. and you see somebody coming in with uh you know with fresh eyes and they're they're excited about taking their first call and you might be sitting with them at that time and yeah. it's great because that that refreshes your enthusiasm as well Absolutely. just to clarify when you said older volunteer you mean how long have we been at Samaritan's? We're all under 30, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, I know that the people on the radio can't hear, uh, can't see you guys, but you are not pensioners. I will I will be very clear oh, about that. You are not pensioners. Um, right. Um, you're I've got my bus pass. You're hiding it very, very well. Um, but I, no, I mean, I think it is actually important that, that, that people who ring up, and actually, it was something that I, mm. I, I, I neglected to actually mention or ask about earlier on. If I ring up Samaritans, mm. do I get the same person several times over? Or No, because we've got a national number now, and, and that was introduced for very good reasons as well. Uh, I'll explain in a second. But because it is a national number, you could one day phone and you'll get through to Halifax. The next time you might be through to Bath or Bristol or, or somewhere else. So that is the one thing. But the benefit of having a national number was the the calls are now shared right across the country. So you haven't got one particular branch that might always be busy on a Friday evening and you can't get through to them, which is what often happened in the old days. Now, if you can't get through to the branch that's nearest, it will shoot onto, you know, it might up to Bradford or to Huddersfield or wherever, but it will move on. So you will be answered much more quickly. The one thing is, though, we do, although we all work as we're all separate branches, we do go through the same training. So mm. everybody has the same basis to work from and, and has the same uh, priorities in mind when they've got somebody calling them as well. Cool. Excellent. Well, Punch, Stephen, fantastic. That really, really uh, uh, sort of like, uh, inspirational stuff that you've just gone through. Thank you very, very much for your time. I'm just oh, curious, yeah. is there anything else that, you know, for, is there anything else that you want to get across so that um, to leave? Yeah, I think just with? one other thing. If you are, if something uh, that we spoke about has piqued your interest, um, if you go to Samaritans.org uh, and you click on, I think it's something like, um, I wrote it down somewhere, contact or support us, and then you click on volunteer with us. There is lots of information on the website if it's yeah, something that you're yeah. interested in, yeah. lots of videos, lots of things, and 
yeah, it might just, you never know. It might just pique your interest, what being a volunteer is like. So exactly. there's quite a lot of insight there. Yeah. Yeah. And we do introductory evenings as well, our sessions, uh, where you can come along and um, talk to people who are Samaritans, if it is something that interests you, and find out a little bit more, ask questions. And there's no pressure if you did come to an introductory session. No pressure to say, right, you're here. We're going to sign you up now. Mm. That yeah. doesn't exist at all. You know, that yep. doesn't happen. Cool. Excellent. Well, as I say, I cannot thank you enough for uh, coming down and actually doing this. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. speaking to you. Thank it's you very great. much. So, no, thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Yeah, so, thank you.